Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Thumbel Hemingway, aka Mr. Date Your Girl with you, aka bash me outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, aka Lil Poopy Dirt, aka Dr. Do Too Little. Uh, I'm here with a very special guest today via Skype. Man, I got Judo in the cut. Judo, how are you today? Hi, how's it going? Man, it's it's going extremely well. Do you have any AKs? You got any nicknames? Uh, aka, aka Lil Pistol Square, aka That Boy. That AKA- Boy. <laughs> AKA next Kurt Cobain, AKA 27 Club, but I'm 19. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, those are really good. Uh, I'm curious to know how long you've, you've, were you actually, here's my first question. Did you give yourself all those names or did someone give them to you? Uh, I just gave myself all those names. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's amazing. <laughs> you know what? The ones that, the ones that people come up with on the spot are, yeah, by far the best ones. Um, Judo's hails all the way from Georgia. Where specifically in Georgia are you from? Um, I live in a little little shit place in Snellville. Snowville. Snellville, Georgia. It's oh really shit! City. That sounds like uh, that sounds like a name of a Canadian city, just because of uh, the weather we have up here. But Snowville, man, because you know what I uh, I really want to talk to you about growing up in Georgia but before we do obviously I need to introduce why I'm speaking to you man Judah's a musician he's a very special musician who makes from what I understand all your music on your phone is that true yeah wow (laughs) Uh, man this is and of course we're going to dive into all these things um but Judah's music primarily can be found on your SoundCloud is that right SoundCloud Spotify I put it everywhere now brilliant brilliant that's the best way to do it um, so we always encourage, if we're ever talking to a musician while we're recording, we always encourage our listeners to go to the SoundCloud, go to the Spotify page and play the music in the background while they're listening. So hopefully anyone who's listening is currently doing that, searching Judo on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on anywhere and everywhere that you're streaming your music, uh, and go listen to that shit. Um, but Judo, man, let's, let's, let's first talk about growing up in Snowville, growing up in Noville, Georgia, what that's been like for you thus far. Have you ever left? Have you spent your whole life there? <laughs> So I was I was born in Missouri, and then at like a certain age, my parents split. We my mom took me and my sister right. to Georgia, and I lived here for nine years. Honestly, oof, honestly, it was like it was ass to be honest. At first, I was like, this this sucks. I'm not making any friends here. It's not like my little middle of nowhere state I was from. But then I don't know. I found these friends on the internet, hmm. and I started music so here i am yeah and you said you're 19 as well yeah wow man you know what? i i think it's uh from from what we kind of learn from a, a a lot of young artists who have have kind of come up onto a scene right now i feel like brock canton is a prime example of a group where like they very explicitly were like yo we couldn't we couldn't connect with the people that were 
directly in front of us, but it was through the internet that we kind of met so many other people. Um, was it through music that you were able to connect with these people? Was it, you know, just the fact that you felt isolated that you connected with them? Um, it was mostly that I was isolated. Mm. And then it was like they influenced me with music. Like, I always t- had a liking for music. It yeah. was a great listen type thing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I met them. They are like, yo, what if you could just make your own? I was like, well. And then it, it became <laughs> a joke. It was weird because we were like, what if we had a band? And then it was like, oh, I'd play guitar because girls like dudes who play guitar. <laughs> and here I am now fucking playing guitar. <laughs> so how, so how, how old were you when you first picked up a guitar or just played an instrument in general? Uh, my first instrument that I picked up, I was probably 12. I picked up the trombone. Wow, the trombone. Was this in school too or this was like all you? You were like, damn, yo, I'm picking up the trombone. This was, this was in school. Okay. I was in bands. And I wanted to play the trumpet, and they let me try the mouthpiece. <laughs> and they were like, your lips are too big. Oh, Which is fuck yeah. off, man. That's some bullshit. <laughs> They're like, your lips wow. are too big. Yeah. So then they gave me a trombone, and then it stemmed off into just other things. And then I got, I think my freshman year of high school, I got an acoustic guitar. And it just sat in my room. It collected dust. It was bad. <laughs> But junior year, all this new music was coming out, and I was listening to it, and I was like, well, it's time for me to stop bullshitting, and I picked up the guitar near the end of my junior year, and here we are now. So let's go back to that junior year then. What what was the music that was out at that point in time where that had you buzzing, had you kind of like feeling inspired? Um, I was going back and listening to um, a lot of Pharrell, a lot of Frank stuff. And the, I think the, the Internet's Ego Death just came out. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very big album. And the, the guitar in it really was like, was like, wow, what the fuck? Mm. That's tight. So I went out and I was just like, it's time for me to actually like give this a chance. Yeah, wow. So did you did you choose to kind of go like the lesson route? Did you choose to, to teach yourself? Oh, I tell myself. Like, if you ask me like, yo, how do you play a G chord? I could not tell you. Yeah. I could <laughs> this is all i just kind of like i don't know the process was weird it's funny that you mentioned all those albums just because uh a lot of what i take away from your music uh is very reminiscent of what all those projects kind of gave and that's like these feelings of like um of longing when i think of frank ocean i think of longing this like feeling of like wanting something that's like out of reach do you know what i mean yeah it's like like I'm trying to grasp at a field that is really like vacant to most mm. and that I'm trying to find myself for sure. So talk about it, yeah. And when do you think that, when do you think that kind of like confidence to, to start articulating those thoughts or those feelings on like a lyrical front happened to you? Cause a lot of times for people that ha- they happen on two different fronts, you know, um, mm. just cause you're focusing so much on like learning an instrument or like understanding the like fundamentals of production, you know. Um, I'm curious to know was like was songwriting something that happened at an identical kind of time frame. Um, I guess. I mean, I, I sadly is people ask me like, how do you write all this? <laughs> and I tell them I don't. I never write any of those songs. Straight off top, boy. Like <laughs> I press record and then I just go. Amazing. But like it, it just comes off like. It's not even that like I, I'm writing to the songs. Like it's just kind of I feel it like kind of forming itself. Mm. Like once I play that first, 
court and I, I make that first bass line, I hear those drums, it's just like it pours out of me. Wow. That's, it's, it's wild to think, you know, just because, uh, yeah, you listen to each of these songs, like, sure, thematically, they, they follow the same same kind of thing as we talked about. It's this idea of longing, this kind of like lost love, I think, is, a, is something that pops up a lot in the music. Um, but every every single time, you know, it, it is still like a, a new idea, which I think is is super super cool. Um, so, what was the first song that you ever you ever wrote, or what was the first song you ever tried to write, and how how did that go for you? Um, the first song I ever tried to write is "Breathe," which is on my SoundCloud. It's it's just me singing over an instrumental that I made on my PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> on your PlayStation? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, and then my friend took the recording of that and put some, like, synth bass over it, and it just sounded pretty cool, so I posted it on <laughs> And when that was the beginning, is that, is that where you were kind of like, you know, I'm just going to put these on the internet and see see what happens? Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was like, it was that, then I kept, um, it was that, then I, I found out about GarageBand, like, playing around with it. I was at my uncle's house right. playing around on his iPad and I seen it. I was like, lit. I heard about you. I'm mad <laughs> with you. And I started started playing with the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, you I made some, a little bit. I made some trash. It's called Short Interlude. It's on there. If you're listening, <laughs> please don't click on it. <laughs> Listen, you know what, Judo, I gotta I gotta admit something that I think is like also super admirable is that like your at least the catalog that's available on like SoundCloud is like a is like a is like everything like any mm-hmm. em, anything or most of what you've made is up there no matter if it's like 50 seconds long if it's like a full length project um which is like a scary thing sometimes right cuz like a lot of times you listen to something you upload and you're like yeah this shit is weak boy like <laughs> it's got to go but you keep you keep it there because the idea it wouldn't have come to you or like you wouldn't have released in the first place if there wasn't something significant about it, right? Yeah, I just feel as if I mean it's all history. I'm gonna want to look back at it one day, so I don't want to delete it. Yeah, sometime. it's archived, archived on the internet for the rest of us to hear as well, which is kind of great. So you, as you're saying, you messed around with GarageBand a little bit, and then I'm assuming you you then figured out that it was something that you could put on your phone as well. Yeah, I. I had an Android phone at the time, so I was, like, begging. I was like, dude, I need an iPhone. Yeah. So I can get this for an iPhone. For sure. And then I got an iPhone 5S, which was my first iPhone. And that was, like, last year. <laughs> yeah, like, last year. And then I was like, dude, it's it's time. And I bought a piece called the iRig. Right. Which is the same thing that, like, Steve Lacey uses and mm. all those other people and mm. all those other bedroom producers that shout out to you guys that, you know, that do it. Yeah. And I just kind of finessed it from there. It like, <laughs> All right, it's go time. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It seriously is amazing because I, I, I've, I guess the little that I've learned about it, the iRig is really revolutionized, as you said, bedroom production or at least kind of producing all in one place. I'm curious to know, though, from the amount of practice you've now had from it, do you think there are limitations to it? Do you think finding yourself on like a, a larger production software is something that would um I'm not, how, how could i describe this kind of like help push things forward or evolve for you do you feel like you kind of have um, everything that you need uh as as a limitations with the garage band and the irig the sky's the limit like oh. i i make i can make studio quality stuff for I, sure i use my irig 
my guitars, a pop filter, and my Apple headphones. Crazy. That's all that you listen to. Man, that's super. It's it's super nuts to to kind of think of like yeah, what what opportunities kind of now exist, right? Um, yeah. But it is just about transitioning, or at least I know for a lot of people. Uh, working from like a full setup or like working from like a, a big production or a big producer kind of yeah studio um they go look at the they look at the garage band off the phone and it's like it's a completely different world but just just growing accustomed to the the platform i imagine is kind of all that really uh all that you need um so man super super wild um so you you put out an album uh was it in 2015 was that the first kind of like full project that you ever put out yeah it's very experimental and it's it's weird i listened to it i listened to it and i I don't want to say it's weird but i definitely think that an evolution has happened which is natural you know so much time has passed um but yeah what what was motivation or, or where were you kind of at in your life when you put that album out i was i was in high school and I was like, I was messing up. I was trying to fit in and uh, get with girls that didn't like me. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to make an album. <laughs> and, then I, and then like towards like near the end of it, like 10 days and all that and um, uh, smile and all that stuff. Those are like real happenings in my life, which is weird because like I just... I just kind of poured my heart out on it. Like, mm. I got suspended, so I made 10 days. Really? What happened? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did something very bad with a, a friend, and she didn't like it. So then her parents got involved. Oh, man. And they got me suspended for 10 days. So then I wrote about it. Of course they did. Of course they did, the goddamn parents. Hey, man, it's okay. You know what? Listen, we make mistakes. It's cool, man. We grow up. We write albums, you know? It's no big deal. <laughs> Yeah. And again, this is a project that you did start to finish all on your phone as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that the first, was that your kind of like, I imagine that was the first time that you really tried to do something comprehensive or, or put together a collection of songs. Was there anything, um, was there anything kind of like theme wise or story wise that you wanted to tell when you put that out? Or it was more so just like, I want to, I want to put out a project that has like, you know, more than six songs on it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, when I, when I did it in mine, I had this idea of a young guy who was just, like, trying to, like, find love with this girl, and they were, like, he he was fighting for her, but it was just fleeing and all this stuff, Mm. so you kind of hear it as it, like, I set it up in a way to where if you listen to the first track, you can kind of hear how he's, like, thematically going through this process of trying to get a a girl that will never love him, and in the end, he dies. So it's, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's do, you, do you, I mean looking looking back on that project too, um, looking back on just the whole album and that story, uh, do you feel like you learned or you grew just as a person outside of the music from from just writing it and also reflecting on those things? Because I think that's like uh, that's something that often ends up being the most important part is just the fact that. No matter like what you write about, the fact that like writing music and creating an art based on something that's happened is an act of reflection, right? Um, and oftentimes that's where like the the lessons we kind of learn or the things that help propel us forward are are gained. You know, um, do you feel that was the case? You know, obviously having shared that you know uh, this album was kind of based on uh, a point in your life where 
yeah, things weren't things weren't going so hot. Yeah, it it was like, I mean, from every song that I do at this point, it, there's a lesson to be learned. It's like, it's kind of like I take notes. Like you know, yeah. when you go and like you put a note, like go get milk tomorrow. <laughs> every song is like that it's like hey don't fall for that girl that probably has six boyfriends in her phone (laughs) do that so it's just like i i take i take what i like what i learned from it and like i try i try to like just better myself with it Mm -hmm. so like when i made love child it was like it's a reminder like hey quit being emo nigga like stop Yeah, I mean, but at this, I guess at the same time, you know, sometimes we do have to allow allow ourselves that space to, to yeah, ref, not only reflect, but, yeah, feel sad, you know? Because, like, not always can we just be this super strong person that we have to be. Sometimes we do need to allow ourselves those emotions, uh, for which many people, I can imagine, you know, find themselves listening to your music when going through those emotions, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's super, super cool. So we fast forward a couple years of more music and more growth, um, and then we reach, I guess this year, was it late last year that you released text talk? Was it the top of this year? It was, it was, uh, early, early this year. Early this year. It's weird. Oh man. Let's let's talk about it. I really want to talk about it. Um, so I'm sitting in my room one day and I come up with this, uh, well, I I was talking to this chick and I told told her, I was like, yo, let's make this song. With her, with her, you wanted to make the song. Huh? Was it with her? Like, did she also made music? Uh, she wanted to make music. She was an artist. She was a, she was like more visually than like sonically and stuff. But she wanted to try it, and she has a very nice voice. She's amazing. I even put her on the Garage Band. She sends me some demos from now and again. Amazing. Um, but we had the song that I came up with chords to that we never did. But I I moved those chords up a little bit and I played it. I made this song that just, when I made it, it all fit together so perfectly that it was like, I didn't have to mix it, like, for real. Then it was hit my line. I was like, wow, great. I put it out and everybody's like, yeah, I love this. I love this whole vibe. (laughs) Like, yes, great. But like, (laughs) like, I I need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can't just leave you one song. Yeah, of course. Um, So then... Well, this is all going on while I'm making a little project that's coming out. Cool, soon. man. Yeah. A little, little project called Velvet. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But I have this thing with, like, um, with albums, like, for Love Child and stuff and all that. Like, if I'm making it, like, I, I know people are going to be like, where's the music at? So I make songs, like, singles and stuff that go out before right. it. Like, right. The people are like falling off from me and stuff so text talk was like that for velvet so and it's crazy because whenever i'm making these songs they happen from like weird happenings like when i made i miss you which is um uh the second the second Second song song, yep i was on facetime and i was just playing some like punk chords on on the phone and i just started saying will you miss me and immediately i was like hey fuck this call. I'm going to go make a song. <laughs> and then boom, there's I Miss You. How's that, how's whoever you were FaceTime feel about, uh, feel about how the story came together? You know, like, they still, are they still upset about that or have they moved on seeing that, you know, such a beautiful song came from it? Yeah, she's, she's cool with it. <laughs> she, she's fine. 
I haven't talked to her in a minute, but I'm pretty good at these. Yeah, there's no beef. There's no beef. That's all that matters. <laughs> so it's, it's super exciting to know that the text talk kind of stands as an in-between or a little bit of a filler for uh, this Project Velvet that you kind of speak about. Um, but for a couple of reasons, I think it's a, it's still a unique project as a standalone. Um, one, because I think anyone or everyone that I've spoken to or showed, showed it to uh, has immediately kind of found it comical, but also relatable to have all, one, all these song titles um, based on just, yeah, quite literally text talk. Um, but also kind of feeling like, yeah, a lot of the feelings are like uh, the kind of things that you speak about around all these songs are um, are either things that we've we've experienced before or have almost like daydreamed about. Because um, that's something that I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, when I try to describe what kind of vibe or what kind of mood emanates uh, when I listen to this music, I think of like a very lazy summer day. That's that, that's kind of what I picture when I listen to this music is like being in like a bedroom when there's like no air conditioning, and you're mad, like sweaty. You could be outside doing something productive. I don't know, maybe going to a job or something, but you're not. Uh, you're just chilling on your back thinking about the what ifs all day, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, that's something that I think this this album very, very uh, accurately kind of summarizes, uh, which is super cool. Um, and w- what do you think the, the the reception to it has been thus far? You know, I'm curious to kind of know. You spoke about uh, making a lot of friends on the internet and, and also using a platform like SoundCloud. How has or what has your kind of interaction or relationship with SoundCloud as a platform been? Has it been good for you to to meet other people and, and learn about other artists who are, are on similar wavelengths as you? Yeah, it's it's brought me a lot of cool people in my life that like I couldn't like trade for the world. Mm. It's also given me the opportunity, like maybe a couple months to move to uh, California. Wow. Amazing. I've been getting like a lot of notoriety and it's super weird. <laughs> like, I sit in my room and make these songs with my Apple headphones. Like, why, why is it happening to me? <laughs> I've met like a lot of cool people like um, Christian Lee, uh, Lo-Fi, Lefi, on Zekre Guy, um, uh, uh, Ray Sola, uh, just any, everybody. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Like there's so many people. Um, Omar Apollo. Oh man, just he's a, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see what's up with Kuko and uh, and, and Clara, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hit me up just yet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Still, um, yeah, I think the the opportunities that you get from them are obviously super special, but um, just the just to kind of think about uh, a cohort a cohort of artists who. Uh, who all put up music at the same time, but also create music of uh, similar just styles or uh, lyrically, content-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of super exciting to see, you know, especially at such a young age. Um, you know, do you do you kind of hope that these relationships manifest into something, something in in real life? I think that's like a, a scary thing to say out loud. You know, sometimes sometimes we just want to be internet friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just like I feel like that's a just a reality reality check right um mm-hmm. do you feel that way i mean like have, have you ever have you gotten the chance to meet any of these people in person um i'm, I'm soon gonna meet a lot of them based off the whole move and whatnot right 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 yeah I, i've always like 
I've always thought like, yeah, I, I wanna I wanna set up a show with all of these SoundCloud yeah. artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We play all of our all of our best played songs and just have fun. Yeah. And it, it crosses my mind a lot and I just like I can't wait for the future because it's it's kind of bright right now. Yeah, man, I agree. I very much agree. Wow. So we got this move to California coming up. We have another project called Velvet um, that's you're planning to drop soon. Can you tell us anything about this project? When did you kind of start working on it or when did you decide that you wanted to uh, to to work towards releasing this project? Um, so it was like extremely like I was making as soon as I dropped Love Child, I was making like new songs. Right. And I was just like, well. Let me just archive these and just like let's just let's just keep let's just keep them coming. But the whole thing was like, I don't want to make the same shit that I did on Love Child. Yeah. So then I was like, let's just go for a new vibe, which is this happy sounding like beach summer vibe mm. that everybody's been getting lately. Yeah. So it, it's like it's kind of it's kind of cool. I can't wait. It's like it's kind of mellow. Like you chill with your girl or like smoke to it or drink. Take it to a party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have sex to it. My friends told me that they've had sex to my Oh, man. <laughs> so, it's super weird. Yeah, I was, about, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you would appreciate that as a compliment or you're just like, I wasn't trying to hear that, actually. <laughs> uh, super funny. Super, super funny. Yeah, man. You know what? That Your music would be fantastic to hear at a house party uh, instead of, yeah, just w- what you'd regularly hear. So that's really fun. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. Super exciting to hear that this uh, this project is on the way, and I'm and I'm sure, uh, yeah, and or I hope anyone who's listening to this episode right now is uh, is also kind of excited for this. We're nearing the end of this episode, but we have a segment on the show called Three Pete, uh, sponsored by Lil Wayne. Young Moolah, baby. Where we ask three questions, all in sets of three, um, and you just try and rapid fire off the top of your head. Um, the first three things that kind of come to your mind in regards to them. Uh, so my first question for you is, who are three artists that you listened to this past week that are just killing it right now for you? Christian Lee. I listened to his Heartbreak Room once again. Um, this group called Pale Waves. They're tight. And listen to a, a guy named Spencer on SoundCloud. He's yeah. like a cool guy. I he's, he, oh, yeah. He's super good, man. I think it's, I, I really, really like his music. Okay, that's the first one. Easy. Second one, um, if you could go back in time to when you first moved to Snowsville and tell yourself, remind yourself of three things, what would those three things be? Don't chase women. Dude, play guitar quickly. Stop masturbating as much. All right. (laughs) Yo, those are three very important things, man. Those are three very important things that you potentially might have to remind yourself in like a couple years too. You never know, right? You never know. (laughs) (laughs) um and the last question which i think we'll end this interview off with what are or what are three reasons why people should listen to your music um if you're ever feeling sad and down um you can listen to it if you ever need to have a good cry or a good laugh or a great smile you can listen to it and if you ever just need something you could just like resonate with or somebody you could resonate with i'm always there thank you so much for uh for making the time to chat with us today and thank you for having me of course of course man yo give him give him your aka's one more time if you remember them aka skinny fat penis 
aka Jewish Toes, <laughs> aka Young Forty, <laughs> aka Big Bill Withers. You already know who it is, man. Aka Young Boogie Nose. <laughs> AK, what do you call yourself? Do you call yourself uh you said young young twenty seven even though I'm nineteen? That's probably my favorite one right there. <laughs> young twenty seven club even though I'm nineteen. <laughs> That's how it is. I'm Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Thelma Hemingway, aka Mr. Date Your Girl with you, aka bash me outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, aka Lil Poopy Dirt, aka Miss Doctor Do Too Little. I'm with Judo. Thank you for listening. As always, this episode can be streamed on iTunes Podcast, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Judo, thank you again for joining me, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll speak to you guys soon. Bye-bye. If you can't take me serious, there's not going to be a thing called us. If you can't take me serious, you'll end up just. And the coldest summer Lost out on a good thing And now you're wanting to come on back But now I've moved on I've moved on Lost out on a good thing And now you're wanting to come on back But now I've moved on I've Wait, what was I gonna say? Yeah.